And so if you're thinking about doing doing this, it can change not just your kids' life and your kids' education, but your entire families. This is this has affected our entire family. We are much closer. We've spent way more time together. We have opportunities to spend time together that we didn't have before because we don't have to worry about taking them to school. When I get home from work, they are in the, the they meet me at the door. They're in better spirits rather than being like zombies because they're worn out, you know. And uh, it's more like life is just way more enjoyable. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we have the pleasure of sharing with you our interview with It's a Military Life. We've been able to work with them on several projects, but this time they asked to interview us about our experience as a military homeschooling family, among other things. We think it gives some good insight into our decision to make a lifestyle change that involves taking our children out of the traditional education system. A lifestyle designed to bring more quality time, less stress, and a more flexible schedule. And as a military family, we share how the fluidity of homeschooling has allowed us to travel and adjust to ever-changing schedules without missing a beat. So come travel to Northeast Ohio as we discuss our life as a military homeschooling family. So hi everyone and welcome this month in celebration of Month of the Military Child. It's Military Life is featuring various organizations and platforms that provide wonderful resources for our military children and families. So today we will be featuring one military family's homeschool journey. Um, we're going to learn more about what homeschooling looks like for our resilient military kiddos. So my name is Jenna and I'm It's a Military Life's Chief Editor and Program Manager of our year-round nationwide initiative, the Veteran Pen Pal Project. And today I am here with Anita and Nathan of the Homeschool Project Podcast. So hello guys. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Awesome. Yes, they're doing great. All right, so um, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family? Sure, okay, so uh, we have been active duty for 12 years now. Um, we have three kids, they're, uh, our oldest is a girl, she's 10, and then we have two boys that are ages almost seven and a three-year-old. And we are currently stationed um, up in Northeast Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, we started homeschooling our kids um, about two years ago when we moved to Ohio. So it was with this move that we began our homeschooling journey. And um, yeah, it's been a great experience in the military so far. Um, our kids love it. They... Uh, I asked them today because, you know, you always have like, from a parent's perspective, you're like, you, you think you know how they feel. So we feel that this um, military life has been a beautiful thing for our kids and um, for our family, you know, minus the having to pick up and move a couple, you know, every couple of years, it's got its pros and cons, obviously. And so I asked the kids today, the two older ones, I was like, so what do you guys, what are your thoughts on being part of the military family? And our daughter was like, you know, I, I, I don't like that we had to leave our family because we were with family at our last station. So that was like a nice blessing because mm -hmm. that doesn't always happen, obviously. Um, she's like, I don't, I don't like moving away from them. But sh she was like, I just love how 
we get to experience different um, places every couple of years. And it yeah. makes me want to just travel and get to know new places. She even said that she loved like doing the road trips when you move from <laughs> station to station. <laughs> I was like, I love it. Like positive mindset. And then our son, I asked him and he said um, his was completely different. And it was that he takes pride in his papa because he knows that he's helping other people and doing something good for our country and it makes him really proud of the military i thought that was neat so <laughs> wow and you couldn't have better responses than that right because i feel like you're always wondering like you know are we doing well is it good or are they upset that they're moving so you couldn't have had better better responses to that I know, right? Like it is, it's, that's all you can ask for. So I was, I was actually glad that I know that you had asked us in some of your questions and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to ask them, what, what do they think about the military life? <laughs> so um, what inspired you guys to homeschool when you did move to this new duty station? That actually started with Nathan. He was the one that asked me like about five or six years ago, if I would consider homeschooling. And I just looked at him like he was crazy. And I said, no, no, I won't. <laughs> I mean, I was working full time. I'm a registered nurse. And so I was working. I loved my job. Um, we had our kids that we had two at the time when he asked me, um, they were in school and preschool or daycare actually. And I just, I, I didn't know anything about it. And I just thought that he was crazy to think that. Um, but I did say, okay, to be fair, you know, we've always been like open in our marriage with communication. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll put it on the back burner. And, um, it wasn't until about maybe like a year or two later that there was like two things that happened that made me rethink and reconsider. And that was the first being, I was big and pregnant with our third child. And, you know, since I had, we both worked, um, dinner time and bath times are always like later in the evening. And so I'm sitting there bathing our second child. And I felt like when I looked down at him, I was looking at him for the first time that day. And I was just like, wow. I was like, this is really sad. Like, mm -hmm. this is not how it should be for as a parent. And then for him, you know, not seeing his parents. And then like, when I say looking at him for the first time, it was just because we were in that rat race, you know, just like, going, 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 going all the time. And I felt like there was never a moment to slow down and it shouldn't be right before the kid goes to bed, you know? Right. And then the other moment was, um, he always brings up, which is we were sitting at the table one evening with our oldest who was in, I think first or second grade at the time. So like seven, eight years old and she's doing her homework and we both remember like looking at her as she's like doing her homework and she just looks so exhausted and she's pale. And it was like that moment that we both looked at each other. And I was like, I think it's time to like start reconsidering something else with our, our life here. And, and I said, I would start researching homeschooling. Wow. And that, that really shows that it's not just about the education, but it's a lifestyle change. So there's more to it than just you know, wanting to keep your kids home and teach them. Right. You know, we're really big on that. And when people ask us, it was, do I agree with the, the entire education system? No. Is it all bad? No. 
a big reason, but the big reason that we made a change was because of the lifestyle. It was uh, the day that she's talking about with her daughter. It looked like she just like left the coal, the coal mine for the day. Like she was so <laughs> tired. I was like, like, she's seven years old. She's been at school all day, probably get 30 minutes of outdoor time. She comes home and has all this, this homework and the sun's setting and she still hasn't been outside because she has to get her homework done. And then we have to start dinner. Uh, and that was just, we were like, time out here. Like she's, she's supposed to be a kid. What happened to being a kid? At least when you get home from school, it's just, that's done. And then you get to go use your imagination and run around and play. You have your whole life to work. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it should not start at seven years old. And it was just a big realization for us as well that, you know, both of us were getting home late. We're starting dinner. We're running around all day to drive back and forth to pick them up from school and bring them home. And, you know, I never pictured my life that way. That's not how I pictured my life with my family. It wasn't supposed to be like that. We weren't, we had a great, we had a great life, you know, in general, but I want to spend time with my kids. I want to get home and everybody be able to spend time together. And it wasn't happening because nobody had time. Right. And there's not a whole lot I can do about my job. You always have a choice. I could, you know, when my contract's up, I could leave too. Mm-hmm. I you know I'm very big on that too. You always have a choice. Um, and so we made, that was a choice that we decided, you know, we sat down together and, and, it wasn't overnight. It took some time and it was a lot of planning, but we made a choice and it was a big one because she left her job and, you know, uh, that was a big chunk of money as a nurse, but we always have a choice. You know, we, we, we rebudgeted and, uh, it changed everything in our life. For sure. The benefits far outweighed, you know, the negatives of staying in that lifestyle. Mm Mm-hmm. For us, it did. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, so what inspired you to start documenting your homeschool journey with the podcast and your blog? How did that all come about? When we, when she was doing her research, so she took like a year to do her research. <laughs> so when she first starts, when she first said, maybe I'll start thinking about it, like maybe we should look into this. You know, I come home and she had books and papers all over the bed at night and she would, she, she did her research. She put a lot of time and effort into it. It wasn't just an overnight thing. And, you know, once we got a little bit more into it and we started homeschooling, we realized we, she had to go to so many different places to find the answers. Mm -hmm. And we said, and we didn't know anybody that homeschooled. We're the only person, people that we knew that homeschooled, nobody else. Uh, I don't know how many different websites that she had to go to, to put all this information together. And we kind of just said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could explain what we did and that way somebody who really, cause there's somebody out there that listen to this, that's going to listen to this or listen to a, our podcast. That's getting run down just like we were. And like, man, I would just really like, to our, our lives to slow down. I'd like to spend more time with my children. And a big part of that is schooling right. and, or I, or I'm not okay with the, the, the system as it is. And I, I don't want them to be in that anymore. Mm-hmm. And we decided to start doing the podcast because the first several episodes we did was literally A to Z 
how you would start this and get going T- how to take your how you take your child out of school to starting actually homeschooling and so we developed those first few episodes for people like us because it was frustrating not finding that information kind of in one place mm-hmm. and a lot of the the a lot of the podcasts out there for homeschooling come from people who have who have themselves have been homeschooled okay but that's not our perspective Mm-hmm. that's not where we came from right we were both we both came up in the public school system our kids had been in the public school system it's different when you when you were homeschooled yourself growing up it's not that big of a deal to homeschool your own kid right it's, it doesn't it, it doesn't freak you out when you grew up in the public school system and your kids have already been in the public school system the idea of pulling them out of school and teaching them yourselves is like, is daunting, right? You, you, all the ideas in your head, like I'm, I'm going to screw my kid up. Like they're going to, they're, they're going to be, you know, they're not going to be at the level they need to be. They'll never get into college. All those things go through your head. But as we started doing it and the more people we talked to, we realized that that's not the case. You're <laughs> completely capable of educating your own children. And if you don't know how to do something, there's so many resources out there. Sure, sure. You know, like I'm not, I'm not teaching high, high, you know, high level math. That's for sure. That's not happening. <laughs> so guess what? There's somebody, there's somebody out there that we can find to do that for us. And outsource. That's, yeah. Outsource it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I went to public school, had a teacher and I struggled with math big time. So it doesn't just because you're in school doesn't mean you're going to be okay. Right. Uh, you know, in any subject. Um, and then once we did the first few episodes, it really got us going because we, then we started having authors on mm-hmm. and professionals on and world travelers on. And then this whole world opened up to us like, wow, there's at first you think you're this minority. Right. And this weird, like this weird family that's homeschooling. Right. Cause anyone that's in like in our, you know, as, as a parent, that age bracket as a parent grew up where the homeschool kid was probably the, the oddball. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah. But it's not the case because there's so many, once you, once we started doing this, we realized there's so many families doing it. You just didn't know about it because you weren't in that world. Right. And then there's so many people doing it in a way that is amazing. It's not like you're sitting in your house all day long and you're at home and never leaving. It's not like that for the majority of people. It is not like that. We, our kids are at activities more so now than they ever were. Um, you know, the families that we, t- we thought, talk to families that travel around the world full time and that's how they teach their children on the road. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So long story short, <laughs> we, uh, we started off because we wanted to share what we had found with people so they could find information in one spot. And now it's kind of just bloomed into this, uh, this platform where we sh- were sharing all these people's stories that if somebody was, we, we hope that somebody's sitting there listening and, and just, you know, has their hand on their head and stressed out and doesn't know what to do, that they can come listen and, and realize that there's thousands and thousands of families doing this in all different ways. And so you, you might not want to travel around the world, but you want to have the freedom to, you know, teach your children the way you want to teach them. You want to open up different worlds to them as far as different jobs that are available. You know, you could travel within the United States if that's what you want to do. And you can 
you don't have to miss school, right? It's, I remember growing up, you took me out, you taking a kid out of school was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you only got two, like two of those a year, your, your parents were in big trouble <laughs> yes. and we you don't have to worry about that stuff doing this. And it opens up everything. It opens up the world to you and your family. So yeah, our platform is to, for people to come and realize that there is this whole other world that they can enter into. And it's not as scary as you think. Mm-hmm. And there's way more resources than they thought. So it's oh, so many resources to, to dive into. Yes. Um, so have you guys noticed any positive effects of your podcast yet? Like have you had families come forward and say, you know, we were unsure, but we found you guys and we followed your podcast and now we think we're ready um, to do the same. Yes, we have actually, they reach out. Like we've had some that just say, um, I don't know where to begin. Can you help me? Like, and because we tell them that when I, when I do, um, I like to over the summer do really commit to episodes that focus on getting started. So I did some of those episodes last summer and we're about to start um, recording for our new summer series this year. And we're going to have guests on to talk about all the different styles and methods of homeschooling. Um, we're going to talk about organization and scheduling, um, you know, homeschooling multiple children. We're going to talk about homeschooling high school and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nathan's probably going to even do another episode on military for, um, for parents who think that their kids might be interested in the military. Like we feel that's important. A lot of a lot of parents don't, if they don't have a family member in the military, they have no clue what that's like. So he had done an episode last year and then we're going to probably record again this year. Cause I just told him like, if, if I wasn't married to you, I, I wouldn't know what to think about the military. I, there's like this stigma that it's this, um, this scary career, um, mm-hmm. That you don't make enough money and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you have no time for yourself. It's just, you I'm know. sure you guys have heard it all too. And it's, yeah. like, it's not the case. So we'll make sure we put that in there too. But yeah, so we've had people reach out and say, I need help getting started. And we have like, we, I, t- with the help of my sister, actually, it's a the, the family affair. Sometimes um, we, we typed up this whole, like, outline for the kids to help organize I mean the kids I'm sorry <laughs> for the adults <laughs> to organize their weeks and their days with schooling and then like I'll ask them like what you know what method are you thinking and then try to give them some links so yes they've reached out they've said this has helped we've had others say that this is so encouraging to hear like real life um stories they're like a lot of people out there especially like on instagram they paint this perfect picture you guys don't do that you know you keep it real even with your instagram page they're like your photos are just so like genuine which is great like i used to complain to be like my photos are terrible but apparently some people like that because it looks real and it is real like it's a real life <laughs> but yeah it's been great and it, we love hearing that feedback um Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, she, I forget. She, she, um, she had a mom from India oh, yeah. re- reach out, and she was homeschooling because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and she didn't know how to set up a schedule mm-hmm. with even this. I think the school had even given her, yeah, like, <laughs> like the stuff for the child to, to learn, <laughs> but she had no idea where to start. Start, so she. Uh, she, she reached, reached out, out and Anita set up an entire, um, yeah, was it the whole year? 
Yeah, I did. I tried. Yeah. I did as best as I could. And then I like kept an open communication, like, please reach out if you're with, once you get going, if you're still lost. And mm-hmm. we even had a military spouse stationed in England, reach out and ask for help. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been great. And then for us, Oh my goodness. We have learned so much from this podcast. Oh, yeah. If anything, I told him, if anything, like if nobody listened, which is not the case, but if nobody listened, we would gain so much from our interviews with these guests. It's, it's priceless. It is priceless. I can't even tell you between the, the research that we both put into when we're preparing for guests, mm-hmm. like we'll research whatever topic we're going to be talking about. And then we're like either researching their background or we're researching like facts on this subject or reading their book or reading their yeah. book. Nathan usually reads the book and I get the cliff notes <laughs> from him because I'm not a speed reader. Right. <laughs> Um, whatever it is, like we put a lot into it for our guests and we just come out on the other end that much more knowledgeable in that area. And it's going to, it benefits us as people. And then it benefits our listeners. And then it benefits even us as parents, like, you know, that knowledge will then go down to our parenting and educating our children. So it's, it's been a great Oh yeah. I mean, we, we both have degrees and I can say that I've probably learned more doing this podcast and become more educated than four years in college and more, Mm -hmm. but uh, we get, I mean, we get to hand pick people that we find interesting. Right. And we get to pick their brains. It's like, it's like free education. Right. So we, I mean, we just, we've had like, you know, Peter Gray is like, it's a world renowned author, especially in, in the education field Mm -hmm. and a professor at Boston college research scientist and we had him on and got to pick his brain for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. and uh i'm he's been on like you know ted talk stages mm-hmm. and it was awesome it was great <laughs> he was a great guy and really interesting to speak with but um we learned probably more in that hour and a half than we would in you know a year of college <laughs> <laughs> and from all those resources that you were sifting through to try to figure out how you wanted to homeschool Oh, yes, for sure. Um, So into like the nitty gritty of homeschooling, um, what teaching style do you use or curriculum? And then how did you decide on on the the teaching style and curriculum? Okay, so I would say, I don't know where to start that question. So how do you first start off deciding? You kind of have to... um, I'm going to give one resource. I think that's a great starting point for anybody, which, and this was on one of my episodes, but it's a uh, 102 top picks for homeschool curriculum by Kathy Duffy. She's a great starting point because it is like we said, so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. If you've never homeschooled, which I mean, once you make the decision, you've never homeschooled, right? So you don't even know where to begin. And if you're like, us where you started homeschooling and your kid had already been in school, like they're of school age, you realize that you don't know what your child really has been learning in school. And you, you don't really quite understand their um, comprehension level until you start doing it every day. And then you don't really know what their learning style is until you have given them that option. You don't get that option in school. Unfortunately, it's just how the system is. 
a teacher's trying to, you know, work with 25 to 30 kids, it's really hard. She can't do 25 to 30 different styles. It, it doesn't work. So they're doing their best. But for the child, it's not always the best. Not everybody can thrive in that traditional setting. And so you're finally realizing like, oh, wow, I've got to figure out like, how does my child learn best? Mm-hmm. And it, it it's going to take time. That's what I first want to say to all parents. It does take time. It's still an ongoing process for us. I think I heard once that they felt three years, three years was, was the, was the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the first year is just give yourself grace. Like you're mm-hmm. going to learn so much about yourself and you're going to learn so much about your children in the first year. And it's all about just figuring out that rhythm and what, what makes each of you tick. So that's what I can say for the first year. So this book is great because she kind of goes over the blanket of the different learning styles and teaching styles. There's two things, right? The teaching styles and the learning styles. So she goes over all that in this book. And then you can even like take a little quiz if you want, but it kind of helps because I want to say that that was the book that helped me start to narrow down. You have to start somewhere. And even if you get the style wrong, that's okay. You have to start somewhere. So go with what you think feels right and might possibly work for your family and start there. So for us, I fell in love with the Charlotte Mason style and she's this um, older British educator uh, back from like the 1900s and her philosophy has just, you know, withstood time because it's just that awesome. I feel like, but basically the, behind her philosophy, if I can like put it in a very short explanation, it would be that um, you spread the feast of education for your child. So you're not just doing the core subjects, but you're doing things like also music study and picture study and poetry and foreign language um, and um, music and and nature study, big one, nature study. Um, So you're, you're, it's all encompassing. So you're looking at the child as a whole, not just these few subjects, you're going to look at the child as a whole, and make sure you hit all these areas in our beautiful life for them to learn from. So when I shared this philosophy with Nathan, because that's our other advice, if you're married, or have a spouse or partner, um, that you want to do that jointly. um, I just feel like, you can't forget that they're a parent too, right? So I came to him and I said, this is what I think the style that would work for our kids. What do you think? And I explained it to him and he was like, yeah, I think it will work, but it's good to hear from the other spouse because they know their kids too. So they'll be like, I don't know if that's going to work for that kid's personality or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, somebody I listened to even said every now and then I like to have a parent teacher conference. She goes, I'm the teacher and my spouse is the parent, you know, and it's, you have to collaborate because then you can get the outsider's perspective too on like, well, I really don't know if that's going to work for her son or yeah, I see them accelerating in this area. So this worked well for us. And the other key feature of Charlotte Mason is that the lessons are short because she believes that kids attention spans are short. Mm -hmm. No brainer, right? (laughs) I mean, we're talking like, 20 minute lessons. And as they get older, you extend those lessons, you know, a little bit longer. Um, But yeah, so like elementary level is typically going to be like 20 minute lessons for each subject. 
And then you like rotate throughout the week. So that's where we started. And I will, to be completely honest, because I'm a type A personality, um, I started off with the check boxes, with a very tight schedule, with my times written down, like from this time to this time, we're doing math and this time. This. And that's how I started. And it did not last. Like, I think it was like two months in, I said, forget it. We're throwing the times out the door. Um, and then after I like let go of times and it was more just like a rhythm, like I wanted to follow a rhythm, like we don't have to be done at this time or we don't have to hit this at this time or this day. It really took off a lot of stress. Everybody was happier. And then as we got to talk to more guests on our podcast, I realized that both of us wanted more outdoor time for our children as well. So that is like another huge part of our school day is that outdoor piece and just how much learning can take place outdoors. And just as adults, I think we know like, like even mentally what that does for us being outside and in nature. So that's pretty much how we've gotten to where we're at. And then as far as like, I'm trying to think of all the questions you asked, curriculum we do kind of follow this one um, Charlotte Mason curriculum called Mater Amiblis. And um, I like it because it's, it's all online and they already put every year out, every grade level out, and they go ahead and give you an outline for the whole year for each grade as like a suggested schedule. I don't pull everything, but it's, it just takes off a lot of stress that I already have something there. And then I can like plug in and remove things that don't work and will work and whatnot. So that's what we use as like, I would say the spine or the backbone to our curriculum. Wow. And I feel like that would be a lot of the stress is that now you're the one making lessons and activities and worksheets, but you do have all those resources and curriculums already made that you can pull from and make your own. Right. Yes. And so there are many out there that do that. And now that you say that, I do want to bring up the other piece of Charlotte Mason is that actually it's not um, worksheets. So it's a lot of um, reading books and reading books aloud as a family. So if you hear the term read aloud, that's what that is. You're reading a, a, a book together as a family. Um, and even if he, when I say family, it could just mean the kids during the school day, mm -hmm. but we're reading it as a group. And um the, that's the other piece of Charlotte Mason is that most of the subjects are through rich literature. So it's a very heavy literature based um, curriculum and they're from living books. So these are like books that are written by authors that are very passionate about a subject. So if it's going to be a living book on history, that author's going to be very passionate. It's almost like storytelling and they can be fictional or non-fictional. So for example, um, for one of our geography books, we're reading this book called Plain Girl. And it's a fictional book. And it's about this Amish family. And they have to, they were homeschooling, but it takes place in like the 1950s, I think in Pennsylvania. And they have to stop homeschooling because it's illegal. And like the truancy officers are knocking on their door. And it, the whole book is about how this girl has to transition into the, the regular school, the traditional school, and how these other students and classmates are learning about her family's Amish culture. 
And through this story, the kids learn about the Amish, which we picked that book because we live in Amish country. So it's totally relatable where we are. But you see what I mean? Like, so they're going to learn about um, like geography and culture and all that through a very interesting story. Right. Which is way more beneficial than a history textbook that they're just going to read, you know, one chapter, maybe answer some questions and then probably not ever go back to that or remember, or remember it. Or remember it. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about that is it doesn't matter where you live, you can integrate it into your, into your life. And that's where we really started getting excited about this. Like, man, I wish I did this when I was a kid, you know? So we go down the road into Amish country and you go to the dollar general and there's a horse and carriage tied up to the post out front. And when we first got here, like what, what's going on there? And I go, those are, that's the Amish community. You know, that's how they get around. And that's why we dove into the, some of these books to teach them like, Hey, look, next time we go in there, you understand what this community is about and why, why they do what they do and how they live. And mm-hmm. when we're done with that, we'll do it with another, you know, community We're uh, we just got some books from, uh, about Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Her family's from Puerto Rico. We just got some, we just got uh, set up to go in October. Hope, not hopefully, but we're going <laughs> October as long as nothing weird happens. But, uh, you know, and that's, we're going to start learning about, you know, our family history, but we're integrating it into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, our, and our kids are super psyched. As soon as we booked the tickets, our oldest said, can we do a unit study on Puerto Rico? I'm like, absolutely. Like, yep. that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the glory of it because you can make it exactly what they want, which wouldn't happen in a traditional education setting. No, right. exactly. So I know you mentioned that you don't do um, like specifically scheduled subject times, um, but what does a typical day of homeschooling look like for your kids? Right. So it may not be, like I said, scheduled. However, we do have a flow or rhythm. People have different terms. And that is that um, in the mornings, typically when the kids first wake up, I let them have free time, which that I... I even posted about that today, how I used to be the, we start at 7.45 type of mom. Now I'm like, we're not starting till like nine and I'm totally okay with that, which is crazy because I never would have used to be. But I like now how the kids get up when they want to get up and come on, everybody who has a kid, they're still going to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So no alarm clocks or mom going up there needed. And, um, and they just go straight into, they get ready, you know, they do their morning routine and then they go and they play. And whether it's free play indoors or outdoors, if there's beautiful weather, I, I, our kids have gone out early in the morning many times already. And then typically around nine, we finally gather around the uh, breakfast table and we have breakfast and then we get into like our um, morning routine, which always starts for us religion. So we have our prayers and religion. And then the day progresses from there and we hit the subjects that I have planned for the day. Um, And then typically we're done between 12 or one o'clock, have lunch, and then it's free time again after that. And it's the kids go outside every day. So they'll go outside after that and they'll go tinker around the property or whatnot. Um, And then The other thing is that we usually go meet up with friends at a park once a week. Um, And then, 
I would say almost, yeah, definitely every week we go meet up with friends in the afternoon at a park. And then I actually try to do a park twice a week if possible, but that's like our nature time and we can incorporate our nature study during that time. And then, and then we have our other activities, right? So the kids have, um, they do right now, they do a STEM class with the library. They each have their evening. I'm trying to think the things during the day, I think most of them are in the afternoons because they each play sports and scouts and American heritage girl and all that. But that's pretty, that's pretty much the rhythm to our days is that we get all our learning done those, you know, that first half of the day, but we have a whole lot of afternoon left to go outside and explore and then go to a park if the schedule lets us that day. I think that's so important, that exploratory time, because again, that you don't get that in a traditional school setting. And that could lead to why a lot of kids feel, you know, stressed and tired because it's class, 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 20 minutes for lunch, maybe. Yeah. Um, so having that free time throughout the day to really explore how they want to and learn how they want to has to be so beneficial um, just for their growth in general. It is. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I'm one thing that I've really worked on is that even with this rhythm or schedule or routine that we have going um, in the first half of the day, if something comes up, I'm okay with letting go. Like if we do have an invite, that's like in the morning, we're going to drop everything and we're going to go to it. Or if the kids want to go down rabbit holes of learning, we go down that rabbit hole. I don't, I'm not tied to what's written on paper because like you said you want to keep that passion for learning and how do you keep that passion for learning going is when you see an opportunity you go for it or the other way like if I see that my kids are having a rough day and they need a break and it's before 12 o'clock we're gonna go take a break well we always have a snack break anyways but some days it's like okay this is just not working and we just go outside it going outside always fixes it yep. and then when we come back everybody's in better spirits again but you, we get that flexibility we can cater to that and i always like to bring up the point that you know, people that listen that maybe don't homeschool and we did it too i, I would have said well you know then you're missing all this this learning time right when you take breaks and or you let them you know uh you, you change a subject or something, but picture your kid in school when they don't understand or they're having a bad day, the teacher, and this is not the teacher's fault, but the teacher's just going to plow through the subject anyway, regardless of whether you're getting it or paying attention. So we always assume that just because they're at school that that subject's getting taken care of and the box is being checked, but it doesn't mean you're learning anything. Um, you know, so these, the, the difference in homeschooling is that, Sometimes it's, it sounds very laid back and it's in some ways it is, but you're, you're waiting for the, the kid to be ready to learn and kid. And if you put the kids in the, in that situation, they're going to want to learn yep. when you make learning fun, anybody, a kid or an adult, when you make learning fun, people want to learn. It's when they're stuck inside a brick building, staring at a wall for 12 hours a day. I don't care what you're teaching me. I'm not going to pay attention for very much longer. You know, after the first three hours, you're done. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's the problem. And that's, again, her, we bring this up every, like pretty much every episode. So I don't get murdered when I go back to family, her whole family are teachers. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
So we make it really clear yeah. that it's the teachers, not, I mean, not all teachers, just like any job, but a lot of teachers are great mm-hmm. and they, they do the best with the system that they have. It's a lot of times it's the, it's the system that's the problem. And, uh, it makes it extremely hard for a kid to learn. Some kids thrive in that. I think a majority of kids struggle in school and in life because of the system. And like you said, they have, there's a lot of tension that comes out of a lot of kids, especially nowadays, because you're stuck inside all day at school, especially right now. If you're still doing remote learning, you're staring at a screen all day. Their hobbies have become staring at a screen all day after they're done staring at a screen all day for school because <laughs> Nobody brought him outside as a kid to learn to love the outdoors and doing things outside. Mm-hmm. The human, the hu- and I say this all the time, the human mind, especially a child's, is not meant to, to do that. It's not. It's not natural to stare at a screen all day, to, to be bombarded with information like that all day, especially from a device. Mm-hmm. It, it's, ter- it's terrible for you, it, for an adult, too. And you can see even as an adult, if I get stuck doing that for work, my like blood pressure and my like tension is through the roof. I'm a big outdoors guy. So like I can just feel I'm like, I'm like sick inside, you know, and it's like the only thing that fixes it is the outdoors. And for me, and I don't care if you're not an outdoors person, a human being was meant to get some fresh air at some point. Right. So yeah, for, for us, that's a big, big part of it is the ability to, to, to be more in a, a natural setting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so how has, speaking more to the military aspect, how has um, your homeschooling been affected by the military lifestyle or has not, I guess? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last night and I said, because we started homeschooling with this duty assignment, um, this particular assignment has actually been a wonderful schedule for our family. It's a, it's a pretty normal schedule. So for in that, in that aspect, it hasn't affected, um, for, for better or for worse with the military lifestyle. But when I think about like our past assignments that we've had and the schedules that he's had in the past, this, uh, homeschooling is just, would be such a blessing and, and that could still happen. We don't know what's next. Right. So, the ability to just the flexibility and the freedom that you have with homeschooling is just amazing for, especially for military families um, or anybody whose spouse maybe has very odd hours. But um, when, yeah, when I think about those past schedules, it's you can then you can cater your schedule to when you'll learn when the spouse is gone and then when they're home you can be off and enjoy that family time together. And then the same with like, um, I'm going blank. Um, Like when you're moving, that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) When you're moving around, you know, we haven't moved since we started homeschooling, but I think it's going to help keep something like more stable in the, in the family, um, in this family lifestyle where it's just one less thing that's going to have to change because with, with his career, we do have to, or his branch, we do have to move every several years. And um, I think that's just going to help the kids in, in adjusting that much more. 
I will say that the military in general has been, I think that there's a blessing in that it does help our kids become more adaptable. And I think that's an important characteristic to have as an adult. So yeah, unless you had something else to add, but. No, not, not, not subject. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said about with your trip to Puerto Rico, like the next time you PCS, you can use the opportunity to focus on, you know, whatever states you're traveling through um, and things like that. So it just gives so much more opportunity for learning as you travel rather than putting that education on hold for the week or however many days that you are traveling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you homeschool, you, even as a parent, you, it, it's, it's a common knowledge, but you really, it really brings it to the surface when you start homeschooling that everything you do in life is learning. Mm -hmm. Anything you do can be a learning opportunity. It's just when you're, it, it's hard when you're stuck in school all day, by the time you're done with school, the last thing you want to do is learn, right? Like you're, doesn't matter what somebody says. You're like, I'm done with learning. I'm done with learning because you made me learn all day. But when you do this, like you said, every time you leave the house or go in the backyard, there's something that pops up and you're like, okay, that's a learning opportunity right there. That maybe we didn't realize before it's always there, but you maybe didn't realize it before. And when we travel, it's absolutely a learning opportunity. When we go camping, like this weekend, we're, it's going to be a learning opportunity. When they go in the backyard, they find stuff all the time. And I can say this is probably, some, I, I know this is something I never did before when we weren't homeschooling. If they find something outside, we will, and have a question, we will take it and go straight to Google mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll figure out what the question, you know, their, the answer to the question and we'll start diving into it a little bit. And we do that all the time now. And um, which is absolutely brought up from homeschooling. It's not that you have to homeschool to do that, but I think it just made us realize that it brings like an awareness awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you're, re you're learning or your children are learning without realizing that they're learning because right. it's a yes. just interest. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you guys had one piece of advice to share um, for a family that's maybe thinking about homeschooling, but not quite there yet, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah. So this was a tough one because that there's so many golden nuggets that you could give to somebody um, who's feeling overwhelmed with homeschooling and those golden nuggets are going to need to come through throughout the entire I think homeschooling career we're always going to go through phases of like overwhelm and feeling lost and that's just normal so if I can try to think of like maybe some good advice for just starting off mm -hmm. um because I realized that again, they're gonna be overwhelmed. So what's the most simple? I feel like one of the top ones would be, do not try to recreate school at home. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be enjoyable for anybody. So many people try to do what they know education is and try to put it at home and they, they wonder why everybody's miserable. Right. And it's because that is not home education. We are not the same thing. You can. There's a reason why that system is the way that it is, because it has to be for that many kids to, to kids to teacher ratio, right? And they have to follow state standards and meet um, and make sure they, they learn this material for this exam. So there's a reason why it's like that. 
but you don't have to do that. So a lot of the time, I guess my one advice would be also to look up the term de-schooling as a parent. And that is basically unlearning everything we know about education. (laughs) (laughs) It's a thing. And everybody, like first year homeschooling parents, everyone will tell them, de-school yourself. Unlearn what you know about learning and try to find what learning is all about again. And that's just starting off simple. Start off simple. Start off with your basics if you have to. to, I know that even as me, I had to like start with what I knew, but I did start off simple and it was a blessing that I did. I didn't start off with all this expensive, too much stuff. No, no. Start with your basics and then you're going to start to get a feel for how, how the kids are, how you are, and then you can go from there. And then add if you want to or not and change things. So I think that's my best advice and to give yourself grace that first year. What about you? Uh, I like, for me, the big part of this and a term I like to use is it's, it's like a lifestyle design. And if there's, if there's somebody out there thinking about homeschooling and a part of that is because something just doesn't feel right in your family life, that's exactly where I was. Um, it wasn't because I, it, this, it was not because we hated the school system or hated the school that our daughter was in. It wasn't, um, I wasn't loving it because of the, like the, like I talked about the homework after she was already done with school, but it was, it, again, it was more so that I looked around at our life and said to myself, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, are we just working to come home and spend an hour with the kids? And then you get Saturday and then on Sunday, it's time to get ready to go back to work again. I said, this is exactly what I said would not happen in my life mm-hmm. that I am not, I am not a, like a traditional person when it comes to that, like the work the you know, mom and dad go to work all, all week long. We get Saturdays together and then, you know, we start over again on Monday. Mm-hmm. That was not how it was supposed to be. So we, we, I made sure I, we nipped it in the bud at a very young age with the kids and we just put, hit the pause button and we realized that the problem was, and you know, the, the children's schooling, like we could fix this if we weren't taking them back and forth to this place every single day. And how, how are we going to do that? And this was our solution. And so if you're thinking about doing, doing this, it can change not just your kids' life and your kids' education, but your entire families. This is this has affected our entire family. We are much closer. We've spent way more time together. We have opportunities to spend time together that we didn't have before because we don't have to worry about taking them to school. When I get home from work, they are in the, the they meet me at the door. They're in better spirits rather than being like <laughs> zombies because they're worn out, you know and uh, it's more like life is just way more enjoyable. So if that's, if that's one of your problems, mm-hmm. homeschooling can fix that, not for everybody. And don't be scared. There's, there are resources out there like to help you. you do, it's not like this, it seems like this daunting thing and it's not all super easy. Like we're not painting that picture either, for sure. Like there's days that I get home, she's like, okay, yeah, we're done here. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like I have, needs a break. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a mom for the next like two hours. Like, right. You know, and that's okay. And that's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. But you know, this this is a it's a beautiful thing that we found in our lives. 
and everybody's involved, including me, just because I'm at work doesn't mean I'm not involved in the homeschooling process. And you can start with our podcast if uh, you want some information <laughs> on things, but there's a million, there's a ton of different resources and you're not alone. There's an entire, I guarantee you, if you look in your town, there's an entire community of homeschooling families that if you reach out to them, they're going to help you because anyone that does this is really passionate about it, mm-hmm. really passionate about it for many different reasons. And uh, they're going to be there to help you. So just start researching. You don't have to start tomorrow. If you have an interest, start, start the research, start reaching out to people. You can reach out to us, reach out to people in your community, and then you can start deciding whether it's something that you're able to do. Wow. It's kind of like the perfect storm of, you know, education change, lifestyle change, and it all just works together. If you take the time to do the research and set it up. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it is. Um, so where can we find your podcast? Um, and then also where can we find like your blog, your website, where are you all located online? Okay. So our website is the homeschool project podcast.com. And we are also found on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at the homeschool project podcast. Awesome. You're everywhere. Oh, All the, the big the pod, well, she forgot the podcast. The podcast is on any <laughs> app that you want to list that you listen to like Apple and every other, okay. you know, uh, listening app. So yeah, it's please, please listen. <laughs> <laughs> the most important one, the podcast. Okay. Perfect. Do you be able to share um, like an upcoming topic for an episode so we can get a little taste of what's to come? Well, sure. So like a couple in the past have been, um, the last couple were, uh, a professor from the whole, uh, Holy cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. And she, uh, she traveled around the world with her son and did research on world schooling and world schooling families. And so we interviewed her on her book and her experiences and the research and like her findings from that and what type of people were doing that and how they, how they did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've recently actually interviewed a homeschooling dad. He was a high income earner. Uh, his life got way too busy. Him and his wife both worked in the uh, oil industry And they decided that the money wasn't worth it anymore and that he was going to be the the stay-at-home parent and homeschool. And we did that because, let's be honest, the majority of people who stay home and homeschool their kids are moms. Mm -hmm. But there are dads out there and and other dads need to know that that's, uh, you know, that there's other people doing what they're doing. (laughs) And uh, we have um, we have a homeschool. A homesteader coming out soon who's who lives off grid he's actually another single parent dad doing it off grid living and raising his two boys um homeschooling them so we've got yeah. him coming up a missionary family that we interviewed in, Bar- in barbados <laughs> so yeah. it's it's an array that's great though because that everybody has a different story and a different background so you know even if you're not from Barbados or you're not, you know, the mom that was in India, you can still pull what they're doing if that's going to work for you. 
Yes. Well, the thing is, it's uni- homeschooling is universal. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is that the schooling systems are different anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Homeschooling or world schooling, whatever you want to call it or what you're doing, it's it's really universal. It's and, and you can tweak it to however your lifestyle is. But that's why we love sharing mm-hmm. everybody's stories, because, again, the reason we did this was because a lot of the podcast was the same thing. It mm-hmm. was. Very, a very similar story for almost everybody. And we're like, but that's not what's going on here at all in this, this world. It's not. And people have to know that because someone's like, well, that sounds great, but that's not me. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not what my life is. And well, it's guess not relatable. It's not right. relatable, you know, and um, we do have a, we do have an episode we did with a, a home a homeschooling family who he was homeschooled his entire life. Pretty well, no, I'm sorry. He had issues in school. His mom took him out to homeschool him and now he's an air force pilot. So it was a military family, but everybody just all these different stories. And that's, that's why we, we'd like to share them. Awesome. Wow. Well, how exciting. Um, Thank you so much for, for joining me for this feature for a month of the military child. Um, And we're just so excited that we can connect with you guys and we can share your story. Um, And we'll be sure to post, you know, where you can find your podcast (laughs) and and your website and everything. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. And again, for anybody listening, remember in July, we're going to release that summer series, which is going to help a lot of those new to homeschooling parents, as well as current homeschooling parents. Perfect. And they can kick off the new year with all your resources and, you know, the... I was going to say structure, but that's not the right word, but <laughs> what they can use to get their stuff together. To start exactly. Yeah, an outline. Yeah. Uh, an outline, Out- right. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> that's <a much> better <laughs> word. Thank you, Jenna, for thank having you. us. We really thank enjoyed you it. Much. First, we want to thank Jenna for hosting us and Christina, the creator of It's a Military Life, for asking us to be a guest. Jenna, you were a great host and did an excellent job throughout the interview. We encourage all those listening to go visit them. The link will be posted in the show notes. And we want to thank all of you for joining us again for a great conversation around the fire. Please remember that if you have any questions or comments, just email us at thehomeschoolprojectpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, let's light a fire they can't put out.